Cool. Welcome, everybody. We're back with another episode of uh, Supreme Being, the podcast. I welcome everybody. If it's your first time, uh, this is going to be a phenomenal experience for you. Uh, give me one second as I check the settings here and we'll begin. As always, this podcast is sponsored uh, by two entities here, two business entities. Number one is Team BC, my real estate team. If you guys need any help with real estate worldwide, I can either help you myself or our team um, can help you or we can connect you with somebody. And also uh, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program for everybody. We're growing. Uh, we had 40 new members join last month, so shout out to the program. If you're interested, go to briancasella.com, go to the coaching tab, and get your ass on the program, okay? Other than that, a few quick announcements. Um, September 11th, I'll be in Jacksonville, so we're about a week away. Uh, I will be speaking there with Exit Realty. October 11th, I will be speaking at the Long Beach Expo, and... That's going to be for the California Association of Realtors. I believe they added me, Josh Altman, and a few other people last minute, so that's going to be fun. I will be hosting my own event pretty soon. And um, other than that, we'll, we'll jump in. I know today is a holiday for uh, United States. And with that said, I know less people will be tuning in live and less people will be on Instagram, but that's their loss and your gain. So today, because it's a holiday, quote, I wanted to... Uh, Touch on the subject, okay? This is what we need to understand. When I look at my life and what I do, and you look at your life and what you do, by sheer observation, you have to be able to notice patterns, okay? So what is the pattern for the average person today? It would be to take the day off. Not only that, they've been so excited about taking time off that the celebrations and all the festivities started Last week, right? Everyone was looking, oh man, it's going to be a four-day weekend, this and that. So I was sitting there laughing, right? And I know my team was hustling over the weekend. We worked today. Uh, you know, there was no four-day weekend, obviously, because if you're productive, you don't take four-day weekends. It's ridiculous. And I, I started looking and I see, still see so many people sharing memes and saying this and saying that, yet they're the first people to leave on a four-day weekend. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, you share memes, you, you, you supposedly listen to all these people who talk about success and, and what you need to do, and then you preach it, you post about it, yet when it comes time to take action, you don't do anything, right? Now, I'm releasing a video tomorrow on YouTube that's going to be about 10 minutes long where I talk about this, right? Everything has to be in, in alignment. You have to be congruent because I covered this last week where I said uh, words, uh, words, thoughts, and deeds have to be all on the line. I touched on that. I'm not going to go into it today, but I wanted to reference that again because that's extremely important. Because in this video that I'm releasing tomorrow, the title is going to be The Outside is a Manifestation of What's Going On on the Inside. Therefore, if those things are not in alignment and internally you're not there, meaning you're sharing memes, yet at the same time you're planning a four day weekend, you're not going to get anywhere. Right? So, I, so I look at the element of control. I don't dictate what I do and my schedule based on some fucking holiday. I don't know if you do. If you do, then you are a victim to that mechanism. You are not in control of your life. Now, if you're somebody who's been working and you designated previously that this weekend was gonna be your time off, that's different because you're still maintaining the element of control. I'm not under some sort of social obligation. How about 
uh, Cinco de Mayo, where everybody just goes out and gets fucked up, which, by the way, isn't even a real holiday. But, oh, it's an excuse to drink. Oh, I have this justification for this and that. All it is is a bunch of fucking excuses and justifications, right? We have to now get control of our lives again because to the degree, whether little or big, you sacrifice control, you are now a puppet to outside forces. Now, everybody talks about, well, conspiracy theories and, oh, my God, well, you know, that's, that's set up by the government. Yet those same people who talk about that aren't even aware that they're falling victim to it and they think that they're woke, right? This whole movement I saw start months ago or even a year ago about, oh, I'm woke, oh, this and that. I was like, man, that's bullshit. 99% of the motherfuckers walking around with those shirts are not woke. They're more asleep than a fucking zombie, and it's pathetic, right? Just hearing them open their mouths, I'm like, dude, give me that shirt. You don't deserve to wear the woke shirt because you ain't fucking woke. You're an idiot. You're an imbecile. You're a fucking moron, plain and simple. So there's this lack of congruence and it makes me upset because I don't care if somebody wants to be average, that's fine. But when you claim that you want to be a badass, a rock star, number one at what you do, yet the action, right? And the thought process behind it and everything else is not in, not in line, that's incorrect. That's an incongruent way to live. You're a hypocrite, you're delusional. It's bad. It would be like me saying, oh guys, this is how you door knock. This is how you make calls. And then I've never made a fucking call in my life. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. Why would I do that? Okay? So take a step back right now and look. Not just today, right? Today is just one of many examples throughout a calendar year of 365 days. A lot of people make a business plan, right? Yet their ability to make the business plan is poor. Ours is planned out all the way through with some flexibility for speaking gigs and that kind of stuff that I do. But you best believe we've already designated which weekends or if there is some sort of holiday weekend, which one is going to be taken off, right? Here's another thing. People work for the four-day weekend. Oh, man, I can't wait to work three days and then take four days off. That's ass backwards. That means in a week you took off more than you worked. That's counterproductive. So the more you dissect this, the more you see the ridiculousness in it, right? And even though this is something that is very elementary and very simple, I still see people suffer from this. And it's sad. A lot of people who even I see sharing my shit and saying they watch me are the ones who are buying into this. And I'm like, dude, one day you post or you share something that, that, that I said, or you claim that you're going to work hard and this thing changed your life. And then the next day you're out fucking drinking with your friends in Vegas, when you don't have any fucking money. What's going on here? Let's get, let's get our shit together. Right. And at the end of the day, when it comes to business, right, and you look at a weekend like this weekend, it's, it's days like today and these holiday weekends that make the, they draw a clear line right down the middle, right? They draw these clear lines between those individuals who have an employee mentality, which is what's conditioned into you, right? The employee mentality on this side versus the entrepreneur mentality, right? And that's what it boils down to an entrepreneur is not going to take four days off on the weekend. The employee will. When no one's watching, when the boss isn't around, the employee will take time off and bullshit and not work and go half-ass because no one's watching him. The entrepreneur doesn't give a fuck if there's a hundred people there or nobody there. He's still going to work. So on and so forth, right? This rabbit hole continues to go down. 
So my question to the public is, are you an employee or an entrepreneur? And if you say you're one, are you fooling yourself? Or are you actually legit? If I looked into your stats right now, I had a somehow this magic superpower to look into you, into your mind, and be able to see the last 30, 60, 90 days, maybe even this year. Would you be embarrassed to show me or would you deny me access because you know you're claiming to be an entrepreneur, but you actually have the tendencies of an employee? Because the first step is to stop bullshitting yourself. Right? You know how I knew I, I was working hard, especially when I started and doing my shit? Because people would insult me, right? People are threatened by power. People are threatened by an individual who's strong. That's why they talk shit. So me showing up every day and being consistent and working hard was, oh, you're just a robot, bro. Oh, man, you just do the same shit every day. Oh, that's boring. I want to have fun. Uh-uh. I'm doing something you can't do, motherfucker. That's what I'm doing. So sit back and shut the fuck up and watch me create. And that's what I did. Robot, robot, robot. Well, I got results, 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 results. Those were entrepreneurs or employees disguised as entrepreneurs, and I was the actual entrepreneur. Here's another one. When the going gets tough, the employee folds. He gives up. He says, fuck it. I'll let somebody else handle it. I don't have to do anything. And the entrepreneur says, fuck, I gotta figure that, I gotta get through this. I gotta figure this out. Something has to give. I cannot go back. I cannot turn around. I cannot give up. This must be, this formula, this problem must be resolved. Must be, must be understood, must be decoded. I must ask who I need to ask or figure it out or get the money or whatever it is. I must find and be resourceful enough to solve this issue and challenge and obstacle and problem, right? So I like giving that reference of employee versus entrepreneur because it clears a lot of stuff up and it draws that definite line because there's that line, there's that line. And I don't give a shit what people tell me. I know based on their actions, and I can even tell by the way people speak to me if they're an employee or an entrepreneur. It's ridiculous, dude. So if you go look through your social media right now and your Facebook and your Instagram and, and YouTube, you'll see people talking the talk and, oh, man, yeah, it's all about the hustle and the grind and I'm a boss and I'm a CEO. Yet I, can, I guarantee you today, if I looked into their life, they would have just been like not doing anything. Today, today was, was another day off for them or a four or five day weekend, right? And it, and it gets annoying for me because then those of us who actually do walk the walk and talk the talk now are almost branded or thrown into the mix with these other bad apples, you can say, which is fucking ridiculous. Not that I care, but it's just unfair to the outside world who actually could learn something from us because now they're looking at us and juggling between us and this other person who's actually fake as shit and doesn't actually embody those principles. And now they're having a tough decision deciding who they want to study who they want to learn from and I think that's that's bad for the end user in the end because there's a lot of great teachers out there there's a lot of great people who walk the walk and talk the talk but there's also a ton of people who and I'm not even talking skills right now I'm just talking about the mentality and the actual hustle which anybody can do this isn't some you're born with it type thing this is just your level of commitment your level of grit your level of discipline how bad you want it and, and a bunch of other stuff that are not like these intangibles or these things that well you know, this guy like Michael Jordan, oh man, you know, I wasn't a gifted athlete like him. This is the business world, baby. This is sales. This is communication. This is a science. This can be learned. It's been decoded. You look at somebody like Anthony Robbins, man. He's given you a ton of books that you can literally get on Amazon for five or $10 where he's literally 
dug up and gave you the blueprint from the top business minds and entrepreneurs and skilled people in their fields in the world at your fingertips and you can read it and learn from them. You can literally do that, right? Now I mentioned this before. So there is no excuse. There is no, you can say, uh, justification for not, for not doing it, right? And again, all that knowledge that was acquired, reading those books, again, you can, you can get it. It's not like I have to go out. Doing the action is a part of it, but we also now have the necessary ingredients now to come out of the gate with an advantage versus those guys you're reading about, even like me. Let's look at like the door knocking product that I made. You know how many tens of thousands of fucking doors I knocked to create that product? And there's still people bitching about, oh, well, I don't want to pay the money for it. I'll just find the shit for free. There's shit that I give and that I know that no one else fucking knows in a lot of fucking uh, categories and a lot of subjects. You know why? Because I put it in my fucking work. I put it in my work and that cannot be replaced. So now when Anthony Robbins or somebody like that gives you something so precious that that in itself would probably cost you millions of dollars to get that knowledge. Now when it comes time to apply the things that are 100% in your control, that don't require skill or talent, how can we not fucking do it? Working today is a simple choice. Not taking the four day weekend off, right? Now if your goal this year was to make $100,000 and you're on track for 500,000 and you wanted to take this weekend off, more power to you, man. Then you can say you've at least earned it because you've exceeded your commitments and goals. Now we're playing on the other side of choice and top-down approach, not bottom-up. Or now we're behind and we're looking for any kind of excuse. Have you noticed it's always a loser looking for an excuse? Every time somebody fucking loses, oh man, I was feeling sick today. All the fucking excuses come out. The winners don't have to say shit and they just, they just go. The loser is always looking for the next thing. Oh, well, you know, in the boxing match, there was one point where I looked up and the, the, the light in the ceiling kind of blinded me and that's why I got caught by that left hook and I got knocked out. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, you know, I went out today to play in the game, but I was a little bit sick with the flu, but I said, you know what? I, I'm still going to play, but, you know, I wasn't 100%. I was 80%, so that's why we lost. And, and, and it's the same thing. So again, we look at the pattern. The, the loser in most cases gives excuses. Therefore, I know the pattern of a loser in most cases to give an excuse. Therefore, I don't want to be labeled as a loser. I'm not going to give an excuse. Right? So start looking. All of these things are obvious. They're in plain sight if we use our intelligence and we look and we spot these things. Again, it doesn't require special skills or special talent. How ironic, today's called Labor Day. Nobody wants to work. So, when we start going deeper into these subjects, right? When you look at the timeline of these individuals, you'll see the level of results completely change. You'll see longevity you'll see business stats and you'll see everything else we'll always work in favor of the guy who's willing to commit and do the things that other people are not willing to do. You see, now I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy because it's not working when everyone else isn't is not easy. 
You know why? Because this even goes back to when we were in grade school. If you wanted to stand out, you were shunned and ridiculed. If you wanted to walk right when everybody walked left, they called you a loner and a loser. If you weren't part of the group or fitting in, which everybody pushed us to do, you were a geek, you were a fag, you were this, you were that. Yet now as adults, we wonder why we still fall into that tendency of wanting to do what everybody else does. It's crazy. We now have to understand we're not little kids anymore. We're not still stuck in the educational system. We're not stuck to that cubicle life. You have options, you have choices, but you have to understand that, again, being that one guy who walks away from the group or that one individual who separates himself from the group and now has criticism going out and fingers being pointed and ridiculed, that is not easy. However, I'm okay with that. I don't want easy, I want difficult. Because when I make it to the other side alive, guess what? That, that's the land that's full of riches and wealth and beauty and everything that I want. Not this land over here of a bunch of fucking sheep that are all doing the same shit, living mediocre lives, and then, oh, well, you know, you have a mediocre life. Well, I'm mediocre plus one. I'm better than you, blah, 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 blah. And they're all arguing over here. I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. I want to be over here at the top of the hill, looking down. But how many times do you entertain what this side is saying? It's ridiculous, right? So when we realize that this is not the easy journey, we realize that now we have to prepare ourselves. We have to equip ourselves. And the beautiful part is you don't have to equip yourself with weapons or something that's so difficult. You, you equip yourself with a bunch of basic fundamentals that will lead you to the promised land. That's what you need to do. And as I mentioned earlier, and as I mentioned earlier, they can all be earned because all of these things are a science. Attracting clients, attracting other human beings is a science. Building a business is a simple formula in science. Marketing is a science. Communication is a science. Everything is basically a fucking science, right? And it, most of it has already been decoded at this point. And there's a few people that can give you some extra insights and you know, help you out a lot more, of course. But what you need to do is run to those people who have figured it out and dedicate your lives to what they teach and what they're teaching and everything else and say, I'm dedicated to this shit. I want to be number one. Because guess what? As times change, there's more people and there's more competition. So being good isn't good enough anymore. You need to be world class. And probably in another 30, 40, 50 years, you'll have to be even higher than world class to now have the same life or results as the world class guy does now. Right? And that's how it is. How many billions of people do we have on the planet now? Right? But at the same time, you know, hey, 99% of them are not going to be as dedicated to reading every day and doing this and doing that. So if I can just stay on that consistency for a certain amount of time, now I create this gap. And if you haven't read the compound effect, read it. It now compounds and I create such a large gap between me and everybody else. Now I have a lead that cannot be made up for meaning the competition behind me will never catch up. Number two, now I am not an exchangeable commodity like everybody else. I'm worth more. Therefore, my knowledge, my presence, my expertise is wanted and worth something, and there's a monetary value to that, and now I can exchange, okay? So you look at everything that I do, teaching sales, right, doing products and teaching modern success, is a direct result of the tens of thousands of hours that I've put into my craft which now somebody can exchange their money for and I give them game, right? 
It's that simple. So what are you going to do? Where are you going to follow along? Because that journey of everyday consistency, because in the beginning, you're not going to be good, right? That's what discourages most people, right? They're thinking this weekend, right? Oh man, I just got started this weekend. I want to go, oh, but everybody's taking time off. And if I try to build my business here, everybody's in vacation mode and they're not going to want to talk to me. And all these excuses come up. It's very easy to come up with excuses, right? So if you ever want a rule of thumb to know which way and which route you should take when it comes to action and what you're doing, if whatever comes to you, especially in the beginning, seems easy, don't do it. You know how hard it is for a brand new person, 99% of the time, to go knock on a stranger's door or cold call or approach a stranger in the street? If we're talking sales, for example, that's very difficult. That's very, very difficult. So I know, okay, that's the way I need to go. That's the way I need to go. And I'm going to do it. It would be easy to take this weekend off or every weekend off. Oh, that's not what to do. Boom, then I'm going to work. Oh, man, you know, I already hit my goals for the day. It's easy to just pack it up, even though you have 30 minutes or an hour. It would be the more challenging route to make a couple extra calls, make the little bit of extra effort. So I know in my mind, the comfortable or easy route, if my mind signals that, I need to do the opposite. You think it's easy for somebody to start studying some of these subjects of language, communication, and all that. It's challenging, man. It's challenging. Like, I'm about to get uh, certified very soon in uh, hypnotherapy and NLP, like officially, even though I'm pretty well studied in the subjects and I know a lot. I'm going to get the official, but I already know that when I go to the courses, I'm preparing myself and it's going to be good. It's going to be challenging. Cool. I'm up for it. I want it to be difficult. Hopefully, if they allow us or, or force us as a test to put somebody in trance and hypnotize them. I hope that I fuck up a couple times and the pressure gets bigger and bigger and bigger because I want to be put in that position because I know I'm going to deliver. I don't want everything to be roses and sunshine because I know the harder the path is, the sweeter, not only is, is the victory going to be sweeter, it's going to make me that much better. Because I can give you guys an example. When I started my real estate career, there was one or two other people who started with me who started having success very quickly. And it actually, in the beginning, it upset me because of course, what, what trap do we fall into in the beginning? We compare ourselves to other people. And I'm like, dude, I work harder than them. I'm better than them. I have more skills. What the fuck? How come they're getting results and I'm not? This is bullshit, which is incorrect by the way. That's behavior that has to be cut off. But I started doing it and I was like, man, this is crap. You know, I remember getting one deal and then getting a dry spell, one or two deals, getting a dry spell. And I think I remember in the beginning, it was like a two and a half, three month period where I didn't get anything. And I was just like, man, this is horseshit. Like I'm working so hard and doing all this stuff. But guess what, right? To make a long story short, those people had those initial successes. A lot of those sales either fell through or they kind of peaked early in their mind. They thought, hey, this is going to be easy. And then it ended up biting them in the ass. And those people are not in the real estate business anymore, right? And I'm sure you guys know plenty of examples like that. So I'm so glad I went through that struggle because then it, it, it allowed me to get a proper perspective on what this world is like. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of consistency. It's going to take a lot of determination, right? It would be like as if I got knocked down in a boxing match, you know, without a three knockdown rule three times every round and I have to keep getting back up and then I finally knock them out in the last round and I win. It's kind of like that. That's what it felt like at least to me emotionally for sure. Physically I was fine. I can door knock, I can call, you know, I'm younger, have a lot of energy, no problem. 
But it got to the point where it started weighing on me mentally. But I said, you know what? I'm glad I went through it. So whenever I come across these people who message me or talk to me in my modern success group, we're like, man, you know, I'm having this trouble. I'm like, that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing in disguise. That's what I tell people. Because I, I don't want to know about what you're like and what you're doing and who you are when things are going well. I want to pay very close attention to you when things are not going your way and when you're being beat up and when life is throwing everything it has at you. That's when I want to see you. If you're cheerful then, if you know everything's going to be okay and, and, you're, and you're finding the solutions to these answers and you're calm in the midst of the storm and the chaos and the tornado, then you're somebody who I want to get to know and somebody who I want to befriend and somebody who I want to do business with because that tells me everything I need to know about somebody, right? It's all, when it's all rainbows and sunshine, it's cool. It's going to be okay to see you smiling and happy and doing your thing. But how about when people start hating on you and criticizing you? How about when you get attacked so savagely, publicly, like I do, constantly? Or how about when business goes, goes south? You know, you sold, I don't know, if you're a realtor, you sold five houses last month, and then, you know, the next month, three or four will fall out of escrow. What are you going to do? How do you respond to that? That's what I want to know. That, to me, defines somebody's character. And you can ask some people who have been close to me in some of my toughest times when it came to outside forces trying to break me. And they'll tell you, man, this dude's tough. He's like iron. He doesn't break. He actually seemed better in the worst times because that's all mental. I have complete control over that, right? And I'm never going to let some outside force, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, get to me and break me. You know why? Because I have been broken several times, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. So now it's built up fortitude. It's built up strength to not allow it to happen anymore. You see? And that's what everyone else has to go through. So if you're watching this and you're on the newer end of the spectrum and you haven't really been broken yet, you will be broken. You have to if you want to make it to a high level. It's not all peaches and cream. It's not rainbows and sunshine. It's not everybody running around skipping and being happy and the sun is shining. There's going to be a lot of rainy nights, storms, tornadoes, hurricanes. And when the dust settles, are you going to be standing up, wiping off your tears, wiping off the blood, and walking forward? Or am I going to find you curled up in a little ball in the corner crying? I don't want to see the person crying. I want to go shake the hand of the person who's standing up there all bloody and, cry and whatever. You know what I mean? Bruised up, limping. That's the guy who I want to see, but he's still standing up. So a lot of people also will exaggerate the little bit of tough times that they're going through, right? And the only thing you need in that is proper perspective. There's people who go through way worse than me, you, or anybody on here. And there's always somebody who's going through something worse. So it, when you get that perspective, it, it lightens the load, the emotional load, especially on what you're doing. Because you may be like, man, I'm having a shitty day. And you don't know, there's probably somebody who hasn't eaten in three days who doesn't live far from you or on the other side of the world. So it's all perspective. And I, I really emphasize that to people that struggles end up fortifying us and building us, right? And the best example I can give you of this too is think about a lot of people who you may know or stories you've heard of people who grew up, for example, if we're going to zoom in for a second on wealth and finances, right? Somebody who usually came up in a wealthy family, right? How many stories have you heard of? that second generation under the wealth being drug addicts or not living up to high expectations or not exceeding what their parents did. 
Okay. That's an example of life going well, everything being given to you. And then on the flip side, equally or more, you'll hear, you'll hear people who came from nothing, man, you know, my parents made $5,000 a year and we were in poverty and ended up being multimillionaires. The struggle fortified them, made them better, caused them, forced them to persevere and grow up versus the other people who had the red carpet laid out were like, Oh, this red carpet's going to keep rolling out forever. And then eventually it ended and they fell off the cliff because they were never challenged. Right? Imagine somebody who uh, was a warrior back in the day, their training was tough. Imagine if you were never trained hard and it wasn't tough, you wouldn't be a good warrior. Same thing with sports and whatever it is that you're doing. I kill myself right now in boxing, especially in the training. That way when I spar my conditioning, just conditioning, we're not going to look at anything else. I'm creaming other people who have been doing it as long as me, like two or three months because I work that much harder when it comes to the training. So when I get in the ring with them and they're gassed after one or two rounds, I can go six or seven already. No problem. But that's because of that sacrifice is it's me willing to push myself, which twice already have thrown up during the workouts. I push myself to throwing up while everyone else is just kind of tapping and, uh, and I'm killing myself because that's what I want to do. Cause then when it comes time for the game and life is the game, I can win and I have the advantage. And why did I have that advantage? It wasn't some God given natural ability. It was me giving myself the advantage from the hard work that I put in. And when the, goings, when the going got tough, I pushed harder and harder and harder and harder. And I never stopped. Cool. So I know I'm on Instagram right now and uh, I'm also on Zoom. If you guys have any questions, I'll open it up for a minute or two and then I'll, I'll end the podcast. Uh, huge shout out again to Team BC, the real estate team. If you guys need anything, contact me. And as always, sponsored by my Modern Success Group, my personal coaching and mentorship program for everybody. We had 40 new members sign up last month, so congratulations to each and every one of you. Do you see yourself getting the YouTuber boxing title? Uh, no, they won't fight me because I don't have enough followers, but I would gladly do it. I would want to fight them without headgear, though. I don't think they'll do that. They're probably too worried about their faces getting bruised up. Let's see. EXPCon, I'm not sure if I'm going to EXPCon, bro, I might. I know I'm going to Scottsdale for sure. I think that's January. EXPCon is still up in the air because I think I have a speaking gig at the same time, so I can't go. You start off with a mentor. Um, I had help, right? But if, when I say mentor, when you guys tell me mentor, mentor is somebody who's like in your corner and you see and speak to like every day, right? And although I had a lot of help from a lot of people in my office in the beginning, I wouldn't say I had a mentor like one-on-one -on -one specifically for me. I had a lot of help from people in my first office, for sure, like Nelson and all of them. I still to this day thank them. But to me, a mentor is somebody who's like by your side, watching your every move. I did sign up for a coaching too in real estate when I didn't even have the money in the beginning, which was $1,000 a month. Best way to get into luxury real estate. We'll start talking to people who own luxury real estate, bro. There's no special formula to it. You know, I get that question a lot. Um, and I think the question, the root of it comes from misinformation. We think that we have to be some special person to sell luxury real estate. I have under contract to close the end of this year, or early next year, a $5 million deal, dude. 
and I had never sold in that neighborhood before or at that price point. And the developer is probably twice my age. Virtual real estate, what do you mean by that? Ever been intimidated by someone who's better than you? No, I, I admire people who are doing better than me and then I want to get to know them to see if they can help me and what I can learn from them. If you're intimidated by them, you're insecure or they're poking at one of your insecurities and you need to spot it and fix it. 2017, dude, when I posted it, I said what year the Porsche was, 2017. Awesome, brother, good to see you here, man. Shout out to STG. The guy who sold us the car is on here. Make sure you guys follow him. I agree. Thanks for season. The older, the better. Yep. Uh, buying real estate. Buying real estate in video game that has been resold. Wait. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Selling real estate in a video game? I'm not aware of it. Uh, Tyler, if you're purposely soliciting somebody who is under contract, that's a violation, bro. So I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Eric, what's up, man? Been vegan. Nice. Uh, lentils are very good for protein. Do tree nuts, like walnuts, um, almonds, that kind of stuff is really good. Um, let's see. A lot of the green stuff like spirulina and uh, the other one that starts with the C. They're pretty high protein content. Every once in a while, I'll get a scoop or two in my oatmeal of the vegan. I got like a vegan powder protein just to get a little extra, but you'll be fine, dude. I mean, if you eat a pretty well-balanced diet, you'll get enough protein. We don't need like three or 400 grams of protein like we've been told. That's all bullshit. Follow-up sequence with door-knocking leads? That's way too broad of a question, dude. What type of lead? And what do you consider a lead? What's your definition of a lead, right? Coming to Florida, I'll be in Jacksonville September 11th. Cool. All right, guys. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to tell Chris, shout out to Yogi Chris. He's on here. I'm going to take off guys. I appreciate you being here uh, again. Thank you for the support. Uh, as far as I see on Podomatic alone, we're getting like anywhere between like 200 to like 400 downloads of the podcast every day, which is pretty damn good. Um, I really appreciate you guys uh, being here. Does studying pickup help you in real estate? Of course. And it helped me in life too, because it teaches you a lot. All right, guys, if you're not a modern success and you want to get on, go to BrianCasella.com, go to the coaching tab. Otherwise, Team BC and BC are out. Peace out, guys.